What are you doing, babes? I'm, I'm, you tapping along? No, I have a niche. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing like a drum thing there. No, 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 no. No, yes. I, I actually was scratching my ankle. Oh, God. Dolly. That's okay. I have an announcement for you. What's that? Gertrude is pregnant. <laughs> what? 93 years young. <laughs> but when you're with a stud like me, anything is possible. Oh, my goodness. Bubs. How do you feel about this? I think you're making me laugh. Okay. Because there is no Gertrude. As far as you know. Bubs. <laughs> well, there's no young women named Gertrude unless she goes by Gert. I said but... she's 93 years young. Bubs. Yeah. Stop it. Stop what? She can't get pregnant at 93. Okay. Well, there is something kind of personal I want to talk to you about. Why? You know someone who got pregnant really old? No, no, no. This is like personal <laughs> concerning my own life. Don't oh. worry. I'm not cheating. Oh, okay. And I'm not dying. Okay. I don't think this is the place to say it. The last day or two, I've been trying to think, how do I bring this up to you? Um, so that's, we're going to have a serious conversation. Is it? It's... It's mildly serious. It's, again, okay. I'm not dying. I'm not cheating, okay. as far as I know. As far as you know. Yeah, right, right. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with that. But it is It is a little bit heavy. When did it happen? Well, it kind of happened something this week, a realization that we need to discuss. Oh. I, was, I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to her about it in the afternoon, meaning uh, yesterday. And then we just never got around to it. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to her about it first thing tomorrow morning. And then we didn't get around to it. And then you're in the shower. I'm writing something and I'm thinking, I really need to talk with Alana about this thing. <laughs> and I kind of need to do it somewhat quickly. Does it, does it affect the both of us? It affects me. It affects you. Yes. Okay. But you're going to have some thoughts on it. Oh, all right. Yeah. But again, nobody's cheating. Nobody's dying. I'm dying in the sense that we're all dying. Well, we're all going to die, but you're not dying anytime yeah. soon. Well, I mean, for all I know, I could have terminal cancer, but I don't know that. Right? So it's... it's Bubs, Bubs, you're not helping. It's, I put it to you this way. If I have a terminal disease right now, I don't know about it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. All right. Gertrude is not pregnant. There is no Gertrude. Yes, yes. Gertrude sounds like a really old lady's name. Oh my goodness. Like a like a lady who lives in the nursing home. I told you, babe, she's 93. You know how I roll. Bubs, stop it now. You, Gertrude, I like those older ladies. What? I'm not that much older than you, Bubs. I know, you're younger than Gertrude. Way younger. Yeah. Well, there is no Gertrude, Bubs, so we're going to have to have a discussion about that. <laughs> you better stop it, Bubs. All right, I love you there, Jano. This is a, a very important day for me, Bubs. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you, you don't want to ruin it now. Yes, I had a prank idea for an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about this? The one about the dog, right? No, 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 that wasn't an ex. That oh. was somebody else's dating this girl. Oh, okay. What okay. are we going to do? What I wasn't going to do a prank on her. Here's what happened. We were out hanging out one night, out hanging out. Anyways, <laughs> figure that one You're, for yourself. You were hanging out together outside, right? We're hanging out one night. Uh -huh. And, you know, she likes kids, not in any weird way or anything. I didn't think that. I said, well, if you want to have kids one day, I have a great prank idea for you. Find a couple that you know that maybe has a baby and ask to watch the baby for a weekend. And then what you do, you know, they give you clothes and everything. And you take as many pictures with the baby as you can, right? Mm -hmm. You give it back at the end of the weekend. And you put together a photo album. You know me. You could probably sense where this is going. But in case you can't, I'll continue. <laughs> and, this was, and this was only in case she wanted to have kids of her own someday. Okay. okay. Frank goes like this. You move on with your life, but you keep the photo album. And eventually you have like real kids, meaning your own natural born children. Yeah. And you wait until the day one of your kids is about to graduate high school. You pull them into your bedroom crying and said, before you were born, I had a baby that I gave up for adoption. And here's the photo album. So there's proof of it. Oh, that's just And I mean. want you to track down your sibling. That is mean. Mm. No. That's not good. Oh. And then the and then the, the kid will resent you forever. Oh really? Well, maybe not forever, but until you um get it straightened out that that's not really um their child. Mm. That's just mean, Bubs. Really? Yes. See, I think that's very creative. It's mean. Why? It's mean. Why? Well, because you, you waited like eighteen years when the child is ready to graduate from high school, I'm guessing. Uh, yes. 
And then you tell them that there might be a possibility that they have a sister. Or well, brother. you tell them that and you give them the photo album as proof. Yeah, but the baby has to actually look like them too, you know. Yeah, but it's a baby. Sometimes you could say it looks more like the dad or, you know, something like that. Oh, bubs. That's just mean. That's what I thought would be funny. That's mean, bubs. Okay, I didn't know, babes. Mm -hmm. I'm learning about this now. We had some good news this morning. We did? My phone recorder is working. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, so it was it's... like a fluke thing. Yeah. I'm very happy about this. I am sad that we lost about maybe 50 minutes of time yesterday. I, I, I could care less. <laughs> gone. Part of our history. I could care less because we have a lot of recordings. Of but we could have had a lot more. It's okay. Big it's a big deal. It's not the big in deal. In my world, babes. In your world? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not a big a deal to me. I hope you don't mind. I, I do mind, but I still love you. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. We've talked about this, that there's the idea that some scientists have that every moment is happening all the time. We've, we've had this discussion before. Yes. And I thought it was really out there. It's a little bit difficult for me to wrap my head around. Because... Let's say there is a heaven, and I don't know that. You're constantly dying. Are new versions of you always going to heaven? I don't know. Well, that that's just not something that I don't think you can actually prove that. Really. And that's just one part of the scenario that screws with you, right? Well, I mean, things, I mean, so that means that if good things are happening to you all the time, that means really, really bad things are happening to you all the time. And to other people, too. And to other people, so it wouldn't really make any sense. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a really out there theory that, Someone made up in order to sound um, somewhat intellectual. Well, I don't know. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson discussed it in a book or in an interview that that's a popular theory, apparently. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it's that popular. Yeah. So, no. I don't know. There's a lot of theories about what happens when you die and how the universe works. So, in a sense, we're all, we always, uh, always, I can't speak. Always. We're constantly, all, what she said. Losing that 50 minutes that we recorded the other day. I don't believe that for Because you. I'm all, always recognizing it and I don't know. No. And I have been that. since the beginning of time. It's because people choose to relive it, I think. Uh oh. I not don't know that, not that it's happening all the time. I think people choose to relive a certain experience and that's why we can't forget things. As you know, yeah. I'm very bad at getting outside of my own head. That's true. <laughs> I know that for a fact. How do you do it? I just don't dwell on things like that, you know, that could mm. really mess with your mind. Yeah. You know, like like hysteria. Hysteria um in regards to diseases, hysteria in regards to um, economics, hysteria in regards to... I mean, it could be anything, really, right? Yeah. I just don't let myself dwell on it, because if I do, I'm going to get in my own head, and I may not be able to get out for a while. Uh oh And um, I'm not... I, I try not to live my life in constant worry all the time, because it really doesn't help, and it makes you really, really anxious. And there are people that are super, super anxious now. Mm-hmm. Even more so since uh, the last three years that we've had, that they still today are stuck either wearing masks and staying inside and not being in crowds. I mean, it's really, it's really sad. They choose to isolate. I agree with you. It was one thing in 2020 when we didn't really know what's up, but now we kind of do. And staying inside at least to me, seems counterproductive. It's like you you have chosen to um to leave the land of the of the living. Yeah, it's like you you choose not to be a part of the land of the living. Now, having said that, there are people with certain autoimmune deficiencies that it's been beneficial for. But I think for the mass, the greatest portion of our population. Uh, it's a shame that some people are still living inside. And there's still, but there are people that have autoimmune disorders yeah. and they're still doing things. They don't want to live in fear anymore or they don't want to um, isolate themselves. Because I don't believe that we were 
that humans in general are supposed to isolate themselves. We're we not. To, we have to be together with at least one person <clears throat> or several people and, and have that um, connection. Just like when, you know, when you were, uh, when we were thinking about dating each other, right? And mm -hmm. you said that you wanted to, to have some kind of a physical connection with, you know, touching, right? Yeah. Touching a person's hand, right? It's connecting with somebody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to lead to any kind of um, sexual anything. It's just that we need connection. Exactly. We need to be connected to each other. That's how we connect through talking, through listening, through, uh, you know, affection. Being around each other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's how we interact with each other. Just like, just like how, how animals interact with each other. Yeah. They have to connect. That's, that's how the, uh, we were built. It's weird. I remember talking with this girl in 2008. Mm. <clears throat> if I remember right, we were talking about pandas. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me that pandas are an animal that could go extinct in the future. And uh, there's many different factors to that. There's mm -hmm. them being hunted. There's just natural diseases that happen in the wild. But another thing is... Pandas are very solitary animals. Huh. So even if you get two of them around each other, that doesn't mean that they're going to automatically mate. They might actually fight each other. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because they're in the wild. Yes. As, or in a zoo even. Yeah. Whereas uh, two cats and two dogs that are living in the same, you know, under the same roof will interact with each other. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. Not fighting. Usually, I mean, hopefully not fighting. Mm -hmm. some, some cats really do like dogs. And some dogs like cats, too. Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. So, yes. Uh, as, you know, uh, wild animals as opposed to uh, domesticated are, are different, too. So Exactly. And I imagine it's the same with feral children versus kids who are raised indoors with a family. Yeah, I think the percentage of feral children in the U.S. is very, very small. Because... We, you know, as as a culture here in the U.S., we do um, parents do watch for the most part. Parents do watch over their children like mm -hmm. hawks, right? Yeah, they don't just let them out of their sight for a minute, right? Um, so I don't know like what the percentage of feral children in countries are, but I've heard that they're out there. Absolutely, they are. Yeah, you know, more than just free range children. Exactly. So I was watching an interview that. I want to say Carl Click did with Jeff Gianola. And so both Carl Click and Jeff Gianola are big in local Portland news. Mm -hmm. They both anchored stuff. I think mm -hmm. Carl Click is retired from doing news. Jeff mm -hmm. Gianola still does it on Channel 6. Uh -huh. And back in the late 80s, Jeff Gianola did like a week-long investigative report mm -hmm. when he was a Channel 2 about the homeless crisis. Yeah. And he said that he still has people come up to him today and talk about it. And he was asked, what are some of the difference between the homeless population then versus now? Mm -hmm. He said, for one thing, there weren't any women and children that he saw. Yeah. It was all grown men. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And, you know, so there were less sources for help because there were just less people. Yeah. And it's really spiraled out of control. Yeah. Yeah. And it does kind of make me wonder, the news tries to sell us, meaning national stuff mm -hmm. and mainstream, the lamestream media, as yeah, we yeah. call them here, the idea that everything is hunky-dory, Americans are living this great life, and it could be a lot worse. We're not in a third world country, yeah. but at the same time, it does kind of feel like we are in some sort of weird depression. Right. I don't know if it was like this in the early 30s, but it wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of drug use. There's a lot of depressed people. And I do wonder how long it's going to be before it's recognized in regular news. I don't know. Um, well, partly because some people have self-diagnosed themselves as being depressed. Right. Which is not a good idea. Um, or anxious, and there's more. There's more anxiousness now, especially in the last three years. Um, children are being overly medicated. Yep. Women are being overly medicated, and so are men. Inflation is out of control. It is, and um, 
And some people just don't want to, I mean, if you really think, generally speaking, and I'm not speaking for everybody, because not everybody's like this, but people who are in this state of mind, they just don't want to face their problems. They don't know how to face their problems yeah. because they don't have the skills to face their problems. And I also think that um, there are charities, not every charity does this, but um, a lot of them make uh, people think that there are, um, uh, how do I say this? Um, maybe, maybe I should think about this before I even talk about it. But anyway, um, um, people that are really hungry versus people that, um, that are not suffering from hunger, uh -huh. if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and I think also too, that has to do with the, um, depletion of, uh, families. Because there are there are families that are getting more and more sparse. Like yes, mo there's no two parent home. Well, I mean, there are two parent homes. It's rare though. It's it, becoming it, it, it's, more of a thing. It's seeming it's becoming so more rare. Rare, and you see more single parent homes. It's a really sad thing. So part of it is a decline of um, the decline of family, and then you've got the young men that are not. Um, raised with good fathers and women that are not raised with good fathers and so that's why you see a lot of women now on the streets um and children unfortunately are brought into that too and and the police and the yeah as we hear a siren i think it's a police <laughs> but it's um it's uh it's it's really the decline of morality i think Right. And there's many different factors to this, right? We could go with the decline of morality in politicians. So my feeling is that as long as there's been politicians, there's been immoral ones who just want to take what they can from the system. But it feels like, and I have no proof of this because I'm just talking off the top of my head, that it's gotten a lot worse in our generation. Like before, yes, they'd steal from the people, but there was a little bit of an understanding. You can only take so much before the people would get upset and revolt. And now it's just like you can just steal as much as you want and pass it on to your rich buddies and your family. Sometimes it happens, yeah. Um, you also have um, heads of corporations like... Um you know, we could name them Amazon. I mean, yeah, BP. 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 Yeah, British Petroleum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 then the higher ups in any company that feel like um they have a say in in every anything and everything, and then you've got you you've got the big pharma and the FDA that really feel like they know what's best for the people. Well, it's not even the, they it feels to it me. It feels like that. Yeah. That they are in collusion with each other. Big pharma um it just basically gets whatever they want out to the public. Now, I'm sure somebody could argue with me and say, no, there's actually a ton of drugs that they spend a lot of money researching and that they don't release because it would be bad for the people. But that's not what it feels like. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It feels like they're dueling out a bunch of drugs and they want them in, um, they want people to have e easy access because if they're not happy with a drug, they'll get them on another one. And then that has started this, um, effect with the um, opioid crisis. And when you see things like what happened with the Sackler family, it yeah. doesn't help because they basically got away with getting pretty much at least one generation of people addicted to these opioids. Well, let's talk about someone who didn't get away with it. And I know that we've talked about this, um, I think, in a different podcast. Rhoda Morgenstern. No, no, no. Go ahead. Elizabeth Holmes. That's true. She did not get away with it. But she didn't release an opioid. No, she didn't. And she only went to prison, babes, because she screwed over rich people. But still, though, people could have died under her watch. Right. But that's not why she went to prison. No, I, I mean, I get that. But you're not you're missing the big picture. Go here. ahead. People have almost could have died because the equipment that she was trying to advertise and she was showing, um, you know, doing presentations for didn't work. Right. And but then people just saw right through her. It, yes, it's bad that I mean, it, it is 
horrible that she, um, I mean, yes, these people were rich. Yes, I, I get that. But you're, you're missing the big picture in that she could have killed these people. Right. No, but what I'm trying to, I'm not disagreeing with you, babes. What I'm saying is the crimes that she was convicted for had to do with ripping people off financially. And most of those people were rich. And that's why she went to prison. She didn't go to prison for almost killing people. And, and I'm not saying that she didn't do that. I'm just saying that the reason she went to prison was because she defrauded the rich. It was just so interesting listening to a documentary of hers. And it was yeah. like, wow, she was this fake a whole time. The whole time she was um, having this persona where she had that fake voice. And, oh, it was, it was just, yeah. And you wonder what's going to happen to her when she gets out of prison eventually. And she's got to raise her kids. Oh. Or maybe her kids will be a little bit older. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. I uh, really don't know. Last night. Yep. Alana was doing something. I and was. you were. You were in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I was cleaning okay. up. Okay, you were cleaning up. Mm-hmm. And I'm scrolling on YouTube and I see this thing, Breaking News. So click on it and it's Kyle from Secular Talk and Crystal Ball. Apparently, the DNC has canceled the primaries in Florida because they're trying to rig it towards Biden. I don't get that. I get it because they know that he can't really compete. They're going, they're trying to rig it towards him? Yes, by canceling the primaries huh. in Florida. So basically, if they had a primary in Florida and he has challengers, I think now Dean Phillips is in the race. So is Marianne Williamson. Jank Ugert's a little bit up in the air because he has these court cases. But let's. He has court cases? Is somebody well, suing him? No, it's, it's not that somebody's suing him. He wasn't born in the US. Uh-huh. And his take has always been that it's a lie that everybody just believes that you can't be president if you weren't born in this country. And so he's fighting that through the court systems right now. So it's it's unclear if he's really going to be able to run. But let's just take Dean Phillips and Marianne Williamson are running against Joe Biden in the primaries. Well, if they don't have a primary in Florida, it reduces the odds that they're going to gain momentum with their presidential campaigns. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And it's just another sign of how crooked the system is. We've discussed this many times. You know I'm not a Trump fan. But mm-hmm. Trump is really good at debating. Yes, yes. So what happens, and I know people disagree with me, not just you, but friends I have on the left. There's no way Biden would ever pardon Trump. Okay. No. Let's say I'm wrong about that. And let's even say that the trials get delayed so we don't have a verdict. And we're now fall of 2024, right? Uh, Trump's a good debater. Biden hasn't spent any time debating. Uh And he got these primaries because the DNC rigged it in his favor. Let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. And he has to debate Trump. Mm -hmm. What do people think is going to happen in that situation? Do they think that Biden is going to pull it out and be able to beat Trump in these debates? I mean, he didn't do it. He didn't do it the last time. He 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 debated, but his debate didn't. His debates were not very strong, and all that happened with Biden is that he just got irritated, because, um, because once um once his son was mentioned, it was like okay, I'm not going to answer any questions. And even if he didn't agree with that question, right, mm-hmm. he should have answered the question and answered it. Honestly, because several, several people were watching this. I can't remember the percentage, but it was a lot. And, um, at least four. And we, I think we figured out that, um, Joe Biden has had this earpiece. Have you, did you know about that? Yeah, everybody, most politicians do, by the way. No, but, but he really needed earpieces and cue cards. Um, not, I mean, I don't know if he needed cue cards for the debates, but he definitely needed cue cards for his speeches. But, an earpiece where he is being prompted to say stuff because his mind isn't, isn't there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a contrast to how it was in 2008, even though I, I really wasn't a Biden person anyway. And then there was, and then in the seventies when he was in, um, when he was, um, 
in office, yeah. his his mind was a lot sharper. So it, it's such a it's it's a different contrast. Like the seventies to maybe before two thousand and eight, he would have been fine debating. But now it's like, forget it. He can't pull it off. And the other thing too, consider this. The Democratic Party, um, they're losing a lot of people on the Israel thing, right? Mm -hmm. So their support from Arab Americans has apparently gone into the toilet. The same with younger uh, supporters because nobody who – let me rephrase that. There's not a lot of young people who think that we need war, especially when we're struggling here domestically. There was – I don't know if we talked about this here, but did we ever discuss the Cardi B rant that happened a couple weeks ago? It wouldn't surprise me that she would rant. What what is what is this uh what is what does she rant about? I'm not a I'm not a Cardi B person, so you know. What did she rant about? I week? don't like or hate Cardi B. I find her kind of interesting, but I haven't really looked at her art too deeply, to be honest. Uh, but, you're not missing much. She's she's just a part of the you know. yeah. But no, let, no, she is. I mean, she really is. Let me tell you what happened. She goes on some social media st- site where you can do, uh, you know, like live video. Like Facebook Live or something. Something like that. I forget what service it was. Mm-hmm. And she starts ranting that prices are going up. So is crime. We don't have enough money here to pr- to give uh, school lunches and protect kids from violence. So why are we sending all these weapons overseas? And she said that she kind of regretted supporting Bernie because the system didn't really change. Now, obviously, I'm paraphrasing it a lot. Uh-huh. But it was a really interesting rant. And they were talking about this on TYT, which I know I go back to a lot, but it is one of the news sources I pay attention to. And Jenk was saying something like, there's this interesting movement that's starting to happen on the left. So you know how there's America first on the right? Mm-hmm. But it's starting to kind of happen now on the left, too, where people are questioning, what, how is it that we can always support these other countries when there's a war, but yet we can't have free health care here? We can't have uh, free higher education here. We can't have school lunches here, but we always have money for war. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out over the next couple of years. But one of the results of this is that Biden's approval rating amongst young people has dropped dramatically and, since 2020. And even in, and Harris's rating is way down the tube. I no, mean, hers is worse. It's even low. Yeah, I know. It's even lower than his. And, and I mean, they're pretty low together, but it's it's really horrible. Yeah. Every time I hear a talk, Bubs, you ever heard that term word salad? Yes, of course. Every time I hear her talk, it doesn't make any sense. The even the day before, you're not getting an argument. From it's me. like it's like what are you talking about? What are you what are you mumbling? Like there was one time where she was really excited about Venn diagrams, and I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what what are you doing? What does your job description say? Yeah, I mean, it basically says that if Joe Biden dies for whatever reason, she's got to be ready to assume the uh, responsibilities of president. And she won't be. No, she won't. She definitely won't. The other news story that kind of happens, I, I don't know if you would call it news, but Ryan Grimm is putting out a new book. Mm-hmm. And apparently in it, he interviewed AOC. And she said that now that, um, you know, a version of this, I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. again. That now that Nancy Pelosi isn't Speaker of the House, uh-huh. it's easier for her to get things done in Congress. Uh, for her? Yes, to get things for done? AOC to get things done. So start, sort of implying that Nancy Pelosi was kind of stabbing her in the back, which is really interesting when you consider their history uh-huh. of first AOC protests Nancy Pelosi, which I agree with. And then she starts calling her mom a bear and talking about how great she is, which is very cringe. That is cringe. And, I, to call her even close to being a mama. I mean, really. Mama bear. Mama bear? Really? Yeah. And no. she starts lauding her in the press. And now that she has less power, AOC feels comfortable to kind of rag on her a little bit. Yeah, I, I find that very interesting. But 
if you look at Nancy Pelosi's statements, yeah, she's. I don't know if she's ever said anything kind about AOC in public. No, she's not. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anything, any kind word about um, AOC at all. Yeah, I, I not not even a little bit. I mean, she's so caught up in her own stuff. She could care less about what AOC does. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I I would agree with you on that at least. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in twenty twenty four. Uh, you know my theory. I really hope that Biden announces by the end of this year, which is in less than a month now, that he is going to drop out of the presidential race. My theory is that he would have to be forced out uh, because he just can't handle it. Not that he's going to drop out, but my theory is that he has to be forced out. Just like just like how George Santos was ousted out of uh out of uh, office. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a minute because you told me that that happened yesterday, right? That's what I heard. Well, good. He's out. Yes. Let's, uh, how did that happen? Apparently, they voted on it and he was ousted and it's been the first time that a, a sitting congressman has been voted out since like the 1870s, I want to say. Wow, it's a record. Yeah, and last weekend he went on some rants for like three hours, basically bashing all these other politicians. And I think it eventually got to the point where the Republicans realized we can't have this guy as a member of the club anymore. Well, he never was because he just had told some really huge lies and everybody was questioning, well, I thought your name was Anthony. Yeah, but it took a while for it to get here. Because, you know, these rumors about him being a liar at least caught fire in the mainstream near the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. But it it took a while for it to go through the system, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that he's out. Yes. And then, obviously, the question becomes, well, who are they going to replace him with? Now, the way I understand it, I could be wrong, is that he was from a purple district, Mm -hmm. right? Because when he ran, he ran as a gay Republican. Which we found out later on that he wasn't. Yeah, like he was married to a woman like a couple years ago. And he, it's, yeah. So so many big lies. He's apparently known that he was gay his entire life or something. Right. But he was married to a woman up until a couple years ago. Wow. So that makes me think whoever they put in is probably going to be a moderate Republican, if there is such a thing, or a conservative Democrat. But we'll see. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm upset with both major parties, babes. I know. We've talked about this before. I know. Well, we're going to keep talking about it, babes. Many times, bub. Many times. I'm upset with both of them, too, actually. Yeah, and that thing with the Obama staffer this week that came out. What is it? I'm surprised you didn't hear about this. Um, No, I, I actually didn't. Oh, wow. So I forget the dude's name. But he was like a staffer for the Obama administration or he served on some board. And so there was this video that went viral of this old guy going up and harassing a Muslim who owned a food cart. Mm -hmm. Right. And basically saying you're killing our children or you're you're supporting the rape of women. I forgot his exact verbiage. And it came out that this dude worked for the Obama administration. Oh, wow. And it's somewhat higher up, not like Joe Biden, but, you know. He was known in the administration. And then what happened to this guy? He basically just said that. Uh, no, I mean, like, did, did was did he um, was he confronted about this? Because I didn't hear about this. I'm sure I will, but yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm actually surprised you haven't because this was like a week ago that this came out. Huh. I mean, that's. I think they said that they're going to investigate him for a hate crime. Yeah, I mean, even if I, you know, no one should go up to anybody's food cart, whether they're Muslim or not, and. And harass him like that. No. It's just not right. No one no one should be bullied that way. I don't even care if they are, you know, if they if they are of a different religion or whatever. It's it's just not right. Yeah. Just don't do that. We're really divisive in this country. Yeah, we are. And it's kind of like, okay, so somebody's a different religion than you, that gives you the right to harass them at their work. Mm-hmm. What about people like, okay. So I've heard some crazy chat line stories. I'm sure you have. Right. And none of these people I know. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that people uh, have gotten their addresses or people's uh, addresses 
and they've either called them or showed up to their uh, work uh, or called their work because they had some kind of a chat line beef. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are spending that much time on the phone or your computer or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're in this beef with someone that you'll probably never meet. What's the point? It's only going to give you more juice. Yeah. But but you're, um, you're dealing with people in a world that isn't even real. Right. Because, like, like, for example, people have, like, tons of Facebook friends, and most of them they don't even know. Why would you, why would you even call them friends? You know, it's, it's like you haven't, have you spent, have you spent time with most of them? Probably not, except for maybe a few that you added. Mm-hmm. But, but these people that get into like online beefs or chat line beefs, I'm just like, wow, you must be really desperate for attention or something. Didn't you get into a beef with some girl though? Yeah, I, 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 I called her, I called her out for good reason. She just. I thought she was very hypocritical about something and then she started going after me and and accusing uh me of being overweight and um that she knows some of my friends and all these other things and she thinks that she 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 um accused me of being bipolar which I'm not I don't think you're bipolar. No, she Unless keep, you're hiding it really well. No, no, I know I've never been diagnosed with any mental illness she she accused me of having some kind of mental illness and accused me of scaring off this one woman who was my roommate i'm like where are you getting this information did she have any of the names right of your friends she couldn't even give me their names wow and and she was um claiming that her friend was some kind of informant and i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about you can't even give me and then I asked her, I said, well, if you really know so much about me, why don't you give me a description of me? Mm-hmm. She couldn't give me a description of myself. So I kind of knew that, you know, it was BS all over it. Some people are weird, babes. They are. And it's just like, and, um, you know, she just has a lot of time in her hands and she's just a, a very bitter woman. So I'm not even going to worry about her. I'm Most likely I'm probably not going to run into her because... She's in the next town over. Yeah, you said that she lives in Gresham. Yes. Nice. So I'm like, you know what? She wouldn't know me from Adam anyway. So I'm like, she, is, she doesn't even know what I look like, apparently. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you ever go back on there and she claims that you're overweight, I will let you straddle me when you talk to her. What? So I, that she knows that I'm strong enough to hold well, you. Well, I don't think she's going to, um, I don't think she's going to be on there. I, she hasn't been on there for a long time and I blocked her. So. Oh, okay. So Lord, I'm not going to hear anything from her unless she gets back on, which will probably be in, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> mm. I don't know. She's, she's got some problems apparently. Well, good. I'm not going to give out her name or her moniker. That's good. Yeah. But people know stuff. I mean, people can find out stuff. If you give them the right information. Yeah, I suppose they can, right? And Yeah, and then this one older woman, this is back in my early 20s, she got wind that I was dating a guy on the same line and accused him of having some kind of mental illness too. And he did, but... Well, no, it wasn't the way that she described it. She was saying that he had multiple personalities. Oh, okay. And he didn't. He was Uh, depressed, but he didn't have multiple personalities. uh Oh, and she had this idea that he would um, flip on me and sell me across state lines or whatever. Wow. Yeah. It was weird, weird stuff like that. I'm like, what? You? And then she got banned from the line because she gave out somebody's um, personal information. <laughs> she did. Wow. And I'm like, well, good for her. <laughs> you can't get on there anymore. That's the thing about social media. It's like I always want to – or there are times, rather, yeah. when I feel I should be more involved in it. And I know I keep going back to the C word, clubhouse. Yeah. But that's like was my biggest obsession with social media. Mm-hmm. And then you just go on these avenues or these platforms, rather, and you see tons of crazy people – who don't know what they're talking about yeah, and, and just, contradict themselves every five minutes. Yeah. And you want to know like, well, why are they ranting about stuff that doesn't even matter? And yeah. why are they being mean to people that they don't even, they don't even know? It's like, why? Well, what are you doing? doesn't make any sense. Do you have that much time? On, I mean, I really feel like these people have that much time on their hands that they're willing to throw somebody under the bus 
For what? The last time I spent a significant amount of my day on Clubhouse mm-hmm. was probably April of this year. Uh-huh. And I went on because there was this conspiracy theory room yeah. that I like to go in once you, in a while. You like listening to weird stuff, don't you? I do. This was super right wing, though. But it was kind of fun to go into once in a while. It's probably probably stuff that would go over my head because the stuff that you told me, I'm like, wow, I've never met anybody like that, but okay. Yeah, like I tapped out of the conversation when this one guy was ranting and he sounded like he was out of breath, but he was saying, I I believe every single thing that QAnon tells me to believe. And I'm just like, okay. But before then... I'm not even into that. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, but before that happened, babes, Mm -hmm. I was on there... And this argument started about this lady was saying that the government, if there was like a martial law and the government wanted to come to her house and the FBI was, all she would have to do is point out the laws that said that they couldn't come into her house and she would be fine. And that's sort of like a huge argument on the service. Oh, no, I'm getting the two things conflated. I'm sorry. I'm getting the two things conflated. That argument happened that day. That night, rather. And, like, the next day I went on for, like, a half hour. And that's when I heard the guy talking about QAnon and saying how he believes everything that QAnon tells him to believe in. But he doesn't believe the mainstream media. I don't, I'm not even sure what that's about. I mean, I think I have an idea, but I don't, I'm not even, like, I don't know what that is. And, yeah. and I mean, uh, I just, yeah. But there was this one, so speaking of weird theories that people have mm-hmm. so there was this lady that i was talking to on the bus uh, she was the driver and i won't say her name okay. and there were things that i agree with her with as far as like men and women relating to each other and things like that but then she went on this thing where she's like you know what um before jesus comes back i really think that the antichrist is going to be a woman and after that she just lost me i'm like what are you talking about oh and she was talking about the uh, women's deception of men or, or uh, women's dece- women deceiving men. And I'm thinking, well, men have deceived women, too. But I didn't have enough time to really get what she meant by that. Yeah. I just thought, OK, I agreed with you until you mentioned that. And then I was <laughs> like, yeah, you're you. You need to. Yeah, because she was she was talking about the Bible. And I'm thinking, I don't think she's read it all through because. That's a really weird theory. I don't. I don't understand where she. But anyway, and 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 having said that, having her say that, and she's all, and she's also a woman, is kind of weird too. So, and there's also how people I, interpret the Bible and different things of that nature. Yeah, but it's 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 one thing if you're trying to understand a scripture. It's another thing where your interpretation is really off. And hers was, I don't know where she got that information from. I honestly think it was one of her, I think I honestly think that was a theory of hers, but it she was she was interesting until up in that un, until up until that time and I'm like, well if I ever have her again, then I'm gonna ask her to explain what she meant by that. Yeah. Because that was just out there <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I didn't have time to ask her because I was um I was just um being dropped off and she was leaving. So oh. anywho. Nice. Well, let us talk about what uh, we did last night because it was uh, it was a good night. Bow, bow, bow. No, 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 we won't talk about that. Bubs, We're going to talk about. On. It's ridiculous. Bubs. We're going to talk about what we made for dinner. Oh, we just we uh, we made some uh, homemade pizza actually. Yes, it was really good. And you now see why I wanted to make the dough before doing last night's episode. Yes, I do. Yes, that was a good choice. I made the little jewel. Yeah, we decided to have it with pesto and not tomato sauce. Yeah, and it was simple. It was just um, the pizza with uh, uh, parmesan and cheddar. And uh, pesto and pepperoni. And when we were waiting for it to cool down, we watched the Gary Show featuring <laughs> Rhoda Morgan. <laughs> no, we didn't watch the Gary. So show. they introduced this character named Gary. Yeah. And it feels very like sitcommy. Yeah. In a bad way. Yes. The cops, the the lamestream media is coming to stop us from talking about Gary. We hear the cops outside. Anyways. Oh my goodness. I the character doesn't work. I really hope that this doesn't last too long. It's not a good look. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's not good. But we did watch the episode where Gary and your girl Brenda convince Rhoda to go to couples counseling with Joe. And he yeah. basically said that you forced me into marrying you. Right. And I'm th- and she's like, you told me you would never bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny how she said it. She's yeah. like, you told me you would never bring this up. <laughs> and she, I mean, in all, actual- in all actuality, she did say that. Right. But Joe did agree. So it wasn't like he said, no, I will not do that. I will not marry you. Yes. Yeah. He needs to take some accountability, but also they are in couples counseling. But Joe arrived like a half hour late and immediately called his work. Yeah. I like this episode. I did too. What did you think? Give me your thoughts. Uh, well, I felt for Rhoda. I mean, I know that she was the one who brought up marriage um, when Joe wanted them you know, to live together. That's not what she wanted. Yeah. And I know that Joe said that he didn't want to be married. But I felt for Rhoda because I thought that, you know, I had a feeling that she was confused about the whole thing because he was late and she's like, he's so inconsiderate. I thought, I wonder how many times he was inconsiderate to her Mm -hmm. because he just seemed very selfish in the beginning of their relationship. Right. Yes. Very selfish. And so, you know, and she's getting upset and they're they're um, um, arguing in the counselor's office and. And she's like, well, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to fix our marriage? Cause you know that she wants a marriage to be fixed. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be living by herself. She wants a husband again, but Joe's like, yeah, I like this, you know, dating my wife thing. I think it's great. But then poor Rhoda, she's being, she's being strung along. I feel. I would agree. Yeah. And that's just, and I know how it feels to be strung along. It's not fun. No. It it really keeps the woman guessing. There's a gag in this episode, which is where they do the exercise where you're supposed to fall back into somebody's <laughs> arms. Yes. And everybody keeps neglecting uh, Rhoda so she falls to the ground. <laughs> and it reminded me a story about the Menendez brothers. Yeah. Do you know this one? What? About what? Okay, so. I know, I hear, I heard about, I mean, the only thing I know is that um, they got arrested for killing their um their parents. Yes, God love them. Okay. Apparently, when they were real little kids, maybe like three or four years old, their dad would say something to them like, okay, I want you to go to the uh, counter or whatever it is and jump off and I'm going to catch you. And and they do this the first time they were a little bit nervous, second time they were a little bit less, and they keep doing this. And he'd wait until they got comfortable and then they'd jump off and he purposely wouldn't catch them. That's so horrible. Board. Yeah. That is horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, I mean, they, he caught them before and didn't catch them again. Yeah. Well, and then he did get gunned down by his kids. So. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it sounds like he was a terrible father, though. Uh-oh. Yeah. He brought home the bacon, though. They were pretty rich at the Yeah, time. they were. They were. And then um, I've heard stories about, like, cousins saying, yeah, I kind of noticed that um, um, some of the kids were, like, uh, r- uh, rushing away, you know, rushing down the hallway or whatever. Or yeah. He would rush with one of the kids down the hallway because he was doing something with them. And, and and I think their cousins were saying, yeah, we I noticed something weird about that. I think it was on the A&E biography where I heard this. And they mm-hmm. also showed pictures of Eric and Lyle at their parents' funeral. And if I remember right, they both had these big grins on their face. Wow. Yeah. Like, I could appreciate it, guys. I know everybody's parents had their issues and whatnot, but maybe try to pretend to be upset when your parents die. No, but I mean, they killed the parents, too. Right. So it's like, it's not like it's that somebody else did. Exactly. But but there were, was there, what I think what they were trying to do was to make it so that they were a little bit human because they were abused by their father and the mom knew about it or whatever. Mm. I mean, that's still no, I mean, I don't think it's, there's, there's any reason why you should kill your parents or anybody's parents. I think it's, it's such a, um, uh, um, it's so inhumane in my opinion. I think it's inhumane. 
We um, disagree a little bit on this. For killing parents? Your own parents. Yeah. I don't, I just do not, I, I couldn't see myself doing that to my own parents. I think it's an extreme thing. Extreme. Like, I don't think it should be a, a thing that people just do and post on TikTok. But at the same time, there are extenuating circumstances. Well, why not just cut yourself off from your parents and say, hey, see you later. I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Sometimes it's not that easy. Uh, no, you know what I mean. Like, n not not have, I mean, it's it, it's terrible to say, yeah. but not to have any contact and, and get a, um, uh, you know, move several states away and get a restraining order or something. By the way, both my parents are dead of natural causes. So, you know, but I, I see where somebody would want to do that. I don't. Oh. I don't. And it, and it rarely, it, it, you rarely hear about that. Mm -hmm. You rarely hear about kids killing their parents or even teenagers killing their parents. Yes. yes. Except for the few that you hear about. Right. But otherwise, you don't really do that. And then the really disturbing thing is when you hear about a person who's not even 13 yet killing their parents. Wow. Shooting them by accident or whatever. That's extreme, babes. It is extreme. Yes. But everybody's got to live their life. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So that Rhoda episode was good. Then we watched another one. This was the episode I call Brenda's Fat episode. Okay. Talk about it. Um, so there's this guy that Gary is setting up Rhoda with named Eric Jurgensen. And he's like, Yeah, I know that things will you will probably never happen between us, which I I'm glad that he said that because mm -hmm. I don't think it is. But I think Eric's a really great guy. And there's this, you know, tall guy. Um, he seems relatively normal. But Rhoda's like, nope. I'm going to say one off again. Uh, Can you pause it for a minute? Yeah, let me pause for a minute. <laughs> pause. Okay. We paused for that. I know. The notification was that there's a new episode of the Oprah uh, Winfrey was, podcast, like, which you can I barely could, hear unless <laughs> you're hearing the ads. And I'm like, I could have easily found that out um, without... Um, a notification. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so what was I saying? You were talking about the other episode, Brenda's Fad. Gary wants to set up uh, Rhoda. There, it was Rhoda, but Rhoda's yeah. like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm still not, um, you know, trying, I'm going through a hard time with my husband, blah, blah, blah. And so that doesn't happen. Well, um, Eric decides to go out with Brenda instead. And you know, Eric decides to go out with Brenda instead. And so, you know, Rhoda's okay with it because she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. You, you go out with him. Uh -huh. um, Eric goes to Brenda's house, Brenda's apartment. Um, he sees a picture of Rhoda's wedding. And then he sees her and he's like, who's the blimp standing next to her? And she's uh -huh. like, that's me. And so it's um, it's implied that Eric liked Brenda just because she lost a lot of weight and she and he ignored Brenda at the times that she was um passing by him in the laundry room and in the elevator. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of interesting. It was interesting. I'm glad they didn't go the route I thought they were because it starts off with them going to this fat anonymous group, Eaters Anonymous. Yeah, that's right. Because and um and Brenda, so Rhoda, hold on, Brenda gets her um weight checked because I don't I don't know why you would do that, but it sounds very humiliating, honestly. Mm -hmm. Brenda got her weight checked and she lost weight, and so she was out of the club. And Rhoda gets her weight checked, and she gained weight, so now she's back in the club, which is so kind of I, funny. I thought it would be about Rhoda losing weight again, and it also kind of reminded me of the episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show, where Murray and Rhoda are part of this Eaters Anonymous thing. Oh, were they? Yeah. And I think that's the one where Rhoda wins this beauty contest, but oh, I could yeah. be conflating it with another one. Oh, okay. I remember the beauty contest. I'm not sure about the Eaters Anonymous thing mm -hmm. or the um, Fat Club or whatever. <laughs> that's funny. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The Divorce Club was funny, too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting that um, Brenda was like, well, you know, we were folding clothes and you didn't even... You know, I want to talk to you, but you wouldn't talk to me. You just ignored me. And then we went into the elevator and you motioned me to go in. But 
we didn't talk to each other. No, you said he got out because he oh. said that the oh, elevator he, wouldn't be able to last because there would be over 900 pounds. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's like it wouldn't, it would exceed the, um, it wouldn't exceed weight the 900 limit. pound weight limit. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's implied that, you know, Rhoda and Brenda were former fat girls. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Well, okay, so. Joe is not the best man. No. However, I think he was a little bit better than the bean. <laughs> yeah. So after we um, watched Rhoda and ate um, pizza and pumpkin pie yep. with ice cream and whipped cream, oh. I had to say. Thank you. The pie turned out really good. Thank you. We watched um, the first movie called Freebie and the Bean, which I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a fun comedy thing. Neither of us liked it. No. We thought it absolutely sucked. There were maybe a couple of laughs in the movie, but it just didn't add up. There are these crazy cops, and they're causing all this havoc. And they're very incompetent. They're not very smart. And Valerie Harper plays Alan Arkin's wife in the movie. A Mexican lady. Yeah, and he thinks that she's cheating. Yeah. And she... I mean... I'll give her that she did the accent pretty well, but her being a Mexican? No, no, no. no. She probably doesn't even look like one. No. No. And Alan Arkin isn't either. No. So I'm like, okay. And then James Caan's character with Alan Arkin, I didn't see any kind of chemistry there. It just wasn't a good movie. No, it wasn't. It was It was. It was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that that one comic that you told me about, um, um, you know, I know that he said that you liked it or something. I heard about this movie in church, and I told Alana what, the church of what's happening now. Let's 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 hosted by Joey Diaz, which I, is not really a church. I told Alana that this is the last time I listen to something I hear in church. Ah, what? It's just a show, but it's not church. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, listen to that church podcast. No, bubs. At some point. Not today. It's not church, bubs. Oh, I thought it was. No. I, I just call it, it that, bubs. You know how they do. Oh, my goodness. They just call it a church without it being one. <laughs> so Freebie and the Bean gets a thumbs down from both of us. Yeah. A, yes. a Two thumbs down. Yes. Two major thumbs down. But then we watched. We watched a, a one-woman play called Golda's Balcony. Starring Valerie Harper. Now, she was excellent in this one. She was. Very good. Yeah. It's basically telling the story of Golda Meir, her life from being a kid to starting a family to her basically becoming a public servant for the state of Israel. Becoming prime minister. Yes. Yeah. And that she um she had all these ailments and she still smoked like more than one pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So she was, a ch- it sounded like she was a chain smoker. So probably why she had cancer and. Um, arthritis and things like that. I'm like, wow. She wasn't very healthy. Yeah. Valerie Harper was really good in this movie. She was great with the accents. Like, she did the French accent. Um, She was um, talking about what Golda would say to her husband, Morris, when they were arguing Mm -hmm. and talking about Morris dying and... um, talking about her balcony and and she, and I guess while she was talking she was looking at photos, right? They were showing photos. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And how um they would have like a phone ring and she was ask, she was acting like she was talking to her cabinet members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She it, was very good. It was good? Yeah. Yes. But but you only saw her, right? And you saw um you heard side of uh, sound effects and Yeah, that's what I could see, but I had it off a lot of the time because we watched it on YouTube. And if you have YouTube Red like I do, you can watch it with the screen off. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. No, it was really good. I liked it too, babes. Yes. Yes. And you said it took a while for you to get into it. It didn't take me too long. Yeah, the first couple of minutes, I'm like, what is this? But once I got with the pace of this and just accepted this isn't like a regular movie, this is basically a one-woman show, I got into it. And I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. A strong seven for me. Yes. yes. Strong seven. Yes. Very good there, little Jay. Whoa. Very good. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? 
No. Okay. I'm a, I'm actually a little bit tired. Oh, tell oh, you the truth. Okay. What about you? I'm a little bit tired. Yeah. I still have to have a serious conversation with you, though. You do. Yes. Well, well, why don't we talk about it after this, and then we'll okay. Think about something else. Okay. Are right, you want to give me a kiss? Okay. All right. Bubs, normally, nose noises. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. I, I love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye for now.